elected president, but rather celebrated the office of the presidency. And, of course, as MountVernon.org would, they believe that George Washington deserves his own day. So there uh, you go. Shout out for claiming MountVernon.org, too, as your website. <laughs> That's fantastic. I love that there's a... There's a it, it, this article literally says President's Day? The truth behind the holiday. It's like the hard-hitting journalism. President's Day? Fact or fiction? <laughs> <laughs> It's been a federal holiday since 1879, and they're basically like, put some respect on George's name. This is not about presidents. It's it's really about George. Virginia, how about this? Virginia, Illinois, Iowa, and New York specifically recognize this day as Washington's birthday or George Washington Day. Some states, such as Virginia, celebrate Washington's birthday the whole month. In the city of Laredo, Texas, an annual Washington birthday celebration that began in 1898 lasts the entire month. So, fun facts about uh, about Washington's birthday. Text from the 864 says, Before you were born, whippersnapper, 212 was Lincoln's birthday and 222 was Washington. See, that I thought it used to be that we celebrated both of those gentlemen. And then we just smashed them together. We just, like, we just grouped them into one. A uh, lot of folks getting in on this, by the way. and Not, not shockingly at all. Um, 654 Roars, the number if you'd like to join us. Let's go to Dave in Simpsonville, who's up with us next on the phones. Hour two of the program continues. What's up, Dave? Doing great, guys. I hope you guys are having a wonderful President's Day. You know, for those of us in the financial world, we love these ancillary holidays. You come off of uh, New Year's Day, you got one in January. You got one in February. You've got May. June now, July, September, October, November, December. Man, that's nine out of the 12 months. That we, that's why you stay in the financial world, so you can enjoy extra Monday off. <laughs> so, you know, hey, it's I thought the reason about that. for the rock. <laughs> hey, it's the reason for the rock. Hey, you know, after watching, and, and I, you correct me if I'm wrong, but it's NC State and Clemson. That in basketball, that equal in talent, or I mean, because was that a coin flip game Saturday night? From a talent standpoint, is that what you're asking? Yes. Uh, I yes. mean, I I think Clemson is a better team than NC State. I think NC State has better talent than their team is good. If that makes sense, I still think Clemson has better yes. talent, but NC State has better talent than they played. That's the way that I would. That's the way I would frame it. Well, that number zero kid. Uh, the minute he started just throwing things in the ocean, you knew it was going to be trouble because it was. It was like we couldn't find an answer to him, and we weren't able to shut him down. And you know, him hitting the last shot there with nine seconds left to go in the game, and Clemson still had a chance to win the ball game, but it was just. That guy just it clicked, and and he was on fire the entire the what once we got it to that twelve point lead, we just couldn't seem to stop him, and that right there is why I feel like Clemson right now is going to have a hard time making you know a huge dent in the ACC tournament because we can't seem to put four games together, and and you have a three game win streak, 
you had a home match against NC State that really you should have won. You went out, you got out by 12, and then just for whatever reason went cold. Maybe it's NC State's defense. I don't know. But uh, that's my concern is that we're not going to be able to find four consecutive games to, to put any kind of hardware together. Does that sound fair or being too critical? Well, I think it's fair because it's hard. Like, I think that's the point that everybody's been making all year is that there are teams that are being wholly dismissed in the ACC that are good. Um, and some of it yeah. is because those teams have been inconsistent and they've had bad games at bad times. A little bit like what Clemson did last year. They played, you know, they picked the worst time to have their worst games. Um, but like yeah. NC State, you know, you look at NC State's resume, they don't like they they don't have a brutal stretch where they were just awful, awful, awful bad at basketball. They they can beat people. They haven't consistently beaten people, but they can beat people. We said that on Friday that they were good enough to win the game. We felt like Clemson would win it, um, but NC State has good players. And um, yeah. I, like I feel like there are several teams in the ACC that you could say that about. On the other hand, I mean, I I, I want to try to put the week into perspective too because just because the Miami game wasn't a one-point game at the end doesn't mean that Clemson didn't have to execute down the stretch. And I feel like there's this idea that because Clemson's been losing last possession games, that it means that Clemson can't execute down the stretch or like the players can't make plays down the stretch. But in reality, it's kind of like the, the Trevor Lawrence and Sean Watson debate. Clemson was so good down the stretch at North Carolina, for instance, that that wasn't a one-possession game. They were so good down the stretch of the Miami game that they ended up blowing Miami out. I, I think it's unfair. Syracuse also. Syracuse game as well. That was a tie game with under four minutes left. You see my point, Dave? Like, I, yes, I think your criticism is right, and it is it is concerning that Clemson, when they when they've been in situations where you have to have either a stop or a score or both at the very end of a game, has not been able to do it. But I don't think it means that yeah. Clemson can't execute at the end of games. Well, and and and, and 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 I totally agree. I totally understand what you're saying. I guess just from the, the fact of what we've seen, you know, the proof's in the pudding type thing is if they can execute the way they need to, to as we get – because we've got to go to Georgia Tech. You've got Pitt, who's – both both Pitt and Georgia Tech are playing good. Wake Forest is playing outside their mind, you know. So you've got, what, a handful of games, six games left that can – solidify that number five seed that Joe Lenardi says we are or put us back in the NIT with possibly a home match and having to do something in the uh, in the ACC tournament so I just it, it I really thought we had a chance to win and when we got down by four at half I was waiting for us to make that comeback and we did we just couldn't seem to hold serve so and and like I said you put that on NC State because their guys made shots that our guys weren't able to to make down when we needed. So anyway, it's going to be an interesting ride to the end of the end of the season. Y'all have a great day, and thanks for letting me in. Thanks, Dave. Appreciate the phone call. Um, but there was a lot there, top to bottom. I, Clemson's got a Clemson's a more talented team than NC State, without a guard that's as talented as DJ as DJ Horn. Is that fair? Yes, I think that's DJ true. DJ Horn, I I I miss 
I, I underestimated him. He was very, very good. Um, you know, and listen, I, I think NC State just played a, played a, a fantastic game. I, I did not think NC State could win that one, I, just to be honest. I didn't think they could. Clemson had beaten those guys, I think, six times in a row. And I did not think they were going to win. I did not think NC State could win that game on Saturday. Uh, you give them all the credit in the world that they found a way to do it. And, you know, DJ Horn, uh, you know, and uh, Burns as well, man, he – nothing you could do about that kid because <laughs> he, was, he was on. Uh, you know, NC State broadcast crew told us after the game that's as good as they've seen that team play all, all season. Uh, with that said, you know, you did have a better roster. You should have won the game. You, you, you should have, maybe not the right word, you've got to find a way to win games like that. You have to. And you're right. It's not been – this team has been able to play well down the stretch. At the same time, they're 2-5 and five in one-possession games this season. Two and five. And so, I mean, five of their losses are in one possession ball games, and including the last four losses in a row are final possession games. If the ball, you know, if, if things start averaging out and you just get two of those, you're, I mean, you're, you're in a really special place. I mean, you're, you're still in a good spot, but you're in, a, you're in like, rarefied air kind of space for the history of this program that's that's 100 percent right that's that's what's frustrating is you're you're that close you're still in good shape but you're that close and you've got to figure out a way to get to to make that uh you know to get that final basket now you did exactly what everybody has said that you should do in the final possession on saturday you did Exactly, you know, did what you were supposed to do against Virginia, uh, did what everybody wanted you to do against Georgia Tech. And when I say everybody, me too, and that is Chase Hunter, take the ball and drive to the basket. It didn't fall, and you didn't get the call. You know, you you didn't get the call. And I really felt like it was the cleanest contest of Ben Middlebrook's career, to be honest with you. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I mean, you know. I'm not, I'm not going to cry about officiating today. Uh, you know, I, other other teams get that call, but you're not other teams. You know who you are, and unfortunately, you're not going to get that call. That it is what it is. You know, I I don't put that one on the officials Saturday. I I just don't. You you would love to have gotten that call, the, but but you know it wasn't some egregious foul, right? And I I would say you know a lot of folks brought up the um. And I, I, I sort of agree with Brad Brownell on this. It was the combination of the potential shot clock violation that ended up being a jump ball that gave NC yeah. State the arrow when the jump ball that probably should have been a foul yeah. was called in the backcourt in the final minute. It was like that combination, to me, was more of a damaging sequence for Clemson than what happened on the last play i don't understand the jump ball we all saw you people saw it at home you saw the replay um 
the officials did replay that though and they were confident that they got it right i i don't know what i i would that that's a situation where i don't want to fuss at officials i just i really want to know what you saw so i understand better um and you know losing the losing that losing that possession was a big deal uh, I, but I, still, I, I mean, don't hear what I'm not saying. I, I don't put Duke game. I'm, I'll go to my grave. That that one that one was on the officials. Yep. This one this one was not, um, in my opinion. And it's a game you've got to figure out how to win these games. Bottom line, got to um, figure it out. The the explanation for the shot clock violation when the when the shot clock was reset and the ball didn't hit the rim, and they called a jump ball. They actually t- like hand timed that out. Uh, you can see the tens of a- I like the tens of a second on the shot clock, by the way, because mm-hmm. it gives fans more access to, to more information. So they actually hand timed that out, and they found that there were multiple. Like there were, it would not have been a uh, that it would not have been a shot clock violation. That there were still several tenths of a second on the clock. My my thing is. That's unfortunate because they hand-timed it based on... It was very precise how they hand-timed it. You don't know what the call on the floor is if they had actually let it go when they would have called it a jump ball with the clock winding down. If they have a conversation and somebody calls it a shot clock violation, you're talking about tenths of a second here. That was probably the most unfortunate thing to me. P.J. Hall probably got fouled in the the backcourt, I would say. That That was a poor call. I, I still the, the one that they call a jump ball. The one that they call the jump ball. Yeah, and and just for clarification, because one texture, at least one texture asked, um, on the first jump ball we're talking about, Clemson maintained possession there, correct? But but it flipped the it flipped the possession arrow. So then when the when the PJ Hall tie quote unquote tie up happened. Then you lose that possession because uh, you had just lost the arrow in the first one. So. That's right. That's right. That's the that's the frustration there, and I understand that frustration. I, the one thing that I would say, and I told you this, I don't. I, there there have been lots of theories about why Clemson lost this game. I don't actually. I have a theory. I don't actually know or feel great about any re, like anything that Clemson did to just lose the game. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, I I don't think they were very good early in the game. We'll pick this up on the other side. Let's go ahead and go to break. Let's take that break. 654 Roars, the number on the Adams Green Tech Center on the phones. Back for more of this discussion after this. Why choose a Sleep Number Smart Bed? Because no two people sleep the same. Only the Sleep Number Smart Bed lets you each choose your individual firmness and comfort your Sleep Number setting. The Climate 360 Smart Bed is so smart, it actively cools or warms up to 13 degrees on either side for your ideal sleep temperature. And now, during our President's Day sale, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus free home delivery when you add any base. Ends Monday. To find a store near you, visit sleepnumber.com. You maintain your car, your health, you go to the dentist every six months for cleaning? Why aren't you doing the same for the HVAC unit that keeps your house and your family members happy? BCD Services has the perfect maintenance plan that keeps your HVAC system running cold in the summer and hot in the winter in the most efficient and cost-effective way. Sign up today to become a BCD Services Comfort Club member. Starting at about 15 bucks a month, the Comfort Club keeps your unit clean and helps avoid costly issues in the future. Learn more today at bcdservices.net. 
Engineered Sleep has been a Roar partner for over eight years, and your support has meant the world to them. They design and manufacture some of the best mattresses in the world right here in Greenville, South Carolina. If you've not visited their new 95,000-square-foot facility at 333 North Pleasant Burke Drive in Greenville, you should. Go check out their mattress showroom and also take a tour of their factory. It is rare that you can buy a mattress directly from a factory that has been making them since 1931. Clemson Nation, this is former national champion Ben Boulware. If you live in Anderson, Greenville, Clemson, or Malden, South Carolina, and you're looking for the best birthday suit in town, come get tailored at www.thejunkyardfitness.com. Come by and see us at our four locations in the upstate of South Carolina. Your first week is always free. Get a leg and thigh dinner with fixings from Bojangles for just $5.99. It's bow time. Get set to go where the adventure takes you on a set of BF Goodrich tires from the Pendleton Tire Company. February 14th through February 21st, get a $60 reward card or virtual card after online submission when you buy four new select BF Goodrich Terrain family of tires. All other purchases of four new BF Goodrich tires qualify for $40. See the Pendleton Tire Company and check out PendletonTire.com. Offer valid February 14th through February 21st, 2024. See BFGoodrichTires.com slash promotions and rebates for full details. Some days, my active psoriatic arthritis makes it hard to get in the game. Now, the ball is in my court. Thanks to treating my skin and joints with Sky Rizzi. Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection for adults. Sky Rizzi helps with less joint pain, stiffness, swelling, and fatigue. For those who also have plaque psoriasis, 90% clearer skin is possible with just four doses a year after two starter doses. Don't use if allergic to SkyRizzy. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, there's nothing like clearer skin and better movement, and that means everything. Ask your doctor today about SkyRizzy and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. Live and local sports talk coming to you from the UpCountry Fiber Studios. This is 105.5 and 97.5 The Roar. Serving the five counties of the South Carolina Upstate, UpCountry Fiber is a stronger connection. It's hoop season here at The Roar and we've got you covered all day long. We are The Roar where every day is game day. Doctor, my eyes have seen the years and the slow parade of fears without crying. Now I want to understand. All right, hour two continues out of bounds. I got to say this. Texture... We were talking about President's Day. I missed this a while ago. Texter said, I personally celebrate Franklin Pierce only. Um, you know, historians, and I, I think historians are actually bad at this. I think these ratings are all, they're just scattershot all over the map. But historians have updated their presidential power rankings, basically. Like this group of 150 presidential historians. Franklin Pierce is, I mean, as you would imagine for presidential historians, Trump is last. 
of the actual ones that people actually can have a an unbiased opinion of, Franklin Pierce is last. <laughs> Franklin Pierce is like way, way worse than everybody else. That's not Trump as the worst president in the history of the nation. So, Texter, I got the joke. I missed it when it came through, but I got it during the break. So, props to you on that. I was today years old when I found when I realized Franklin Pierce was a president. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, this hour of the program brought to you by our friends at One Tom Plumber. It's the plumber whose name is his number, and you can remember that the jingles in your head. I, I know it is because it's in my head all the time now. And the reason that's good is because when you're in an emergency, is when you kind of get that the instincts. Your instincts kick in. Uh, One Tom Plumber is the place you call, that's a plumber that you call when you're in an emergency circumstance and you need same-day service, hot water, um, you know, uh, sewage backup, things that could really grind everything going on in your home or your business to a screeching halt and that you can't wait two or three or four or five business days for. You got to get a plumber there now. Call the plumber whose name is his number. That's one Tom Plumber. Uh, go by and uh, call that number. See all the services they can supply. Also, check them out on the web. One Tom Plumber. Before the break, Quark, you know, I, I was saying, I, for whatever reason, I, I just don't think Clemson played very well. They didn't have a lot of life right out of the gate. Uh, part of that is NC State just punched them straight in the mouth <laughs> inside with Burns right out of the gate. Um. You know, and, and especially inside, I do wonder if Hall and Shefflin have, have – they really just have not been practicing much. And if it's taken if it's taken a minute to kind of get up to speed when you're back in game action, you know, if you're not doing that every day and neither one of them are right now, if it, if it doesn't take you a, man, a minute to kind of get wound back up, at, at least for P.J., that's sort of what it looked like to me. And he, he played – played much better in the second half um you know i also and maybe i've just missed this about nc state and I, we did have a texture mention this earlier i thought nc state was unbelievably good defensively in the mm-hmm. first half i was like where have where have these guys come from they were disruptive they defended really high um and, and just I don't, I don't know. It really felt like, you know, like Clemson kind of got punched and and was kind of stunned for much of the first half. Yeah, I would agree. You know what? If there's one complaint I had about officiating, I did. Uh, you know, a lot of people mentioned PJ Hall's reputation. Brad Brownell has mentioned it a couple times at press conferences this year that he he feels like PJ doesn't get the respect that other big guys. Like, I mean, he doesn't say Baycott's name, but like Baycott shoots double-digit free throws every night. Mm-hmm. Filipowski goes to the line a bunch. But you look at some of these guys, they, they're going to the line, PJ's not. NC State also has a reputation for being the foulingest team. Uh, I actually said that at halftime, and I'm going with that. They are like the foulingest team. Kevin Keats' teams foul every single possession. Clemson had one free throw in the first half. And I think it was a combination of a lot of jumpers, probably too many jumpers, and not quite as much aggression, and a little bit of a tricky whistle. I will say, I thought there was some contact that could have been called that you would expect to be called against NC State having watched NC State play before. 
And so I think that uh, that whole combination led to a first half where, by some miracle, NC State had a 12-to-1 foul shot advantage. Yeah, you know, they did, and that looks – that's odd. It looks terrible on the stats. At the same time, when Clemson fouled, they were fouling guys who were in the act of shooting. They and, were. And, you know, like, I, I looked at that at halftime, Quack, and I was like, that's, that's outrageous. And then my mind said, but, Ben, those are – those were – for the most part, the right calls. It, I think it's a, that's got to be very frustrating for a player when you have a good defensive possession and then you do foul at the most inopportune time. And that's the way I felt like Clemson was doing in the first half. Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of persuaded. Like, like foul, if you, if you feel like you got a foul, do it, do it when they're crossing midcourt. Don't yes. do it on a layup. My gosh. Especially a guy like, when you've got fouls to give, a guy like Horn who gets downhill. Like, we had somebody say, how do you let Horn catch the ball? How do you let him curl to the basket like that? And my response is, I watched them guard Horn, and they did a really good job for a guy who was just coming off a couple. Like, I'll, I'll go back and watch the play again. He came off multiple screens. You're trying not to foul because it's a one-point game. You don't want to put DJ Horn at the line because he's going to make every free throw. He's a very good. Um, he's a very good foul shooter, but you know you're you're trying not to foul. You're also, and this this goes to the point. I think this goes to the point of maybe some, maybe some ways to explain late in games these difficulties. I don't know how this team gets a stop against an elite guard like that, unless the guard misses the shot. Like, I was thinking about the defensive mentality of Clemson as a, as a team this year. And I think they, they did a good job getting stops against Miami. And they did a good job getting stops against North Carolina, for the most part. They, you know, those two games, they did a really good job. I thought they did a good job down the stretch against Virginia, too, personally. I thought the defense was better than you would expect against Virginia. But if you need a stop against DJ Horn, you need – I'm drawing a blank. The point guard from Georgia Tech. You need a stop against George. Him. George. Yeah. You need a stop against these guys. How do you do it? Who do you put in a game? Who do you have on them that's just going to lock them down and get a stop? I don't think that guy exists. So, to some degree, you have to win these games – or you have to count on winning some of these games on offense. Right. Unless you're willing to send extra traffic to a guy – risk fouling in a one-score game, or have the ball passed to a guy who's open, who can make a, an open shot, either under the basket or from three-point range. And I know that fans do not want to hear that, but that I think that's the issue here, is that Clemson doesn't have, you know, you have Jack Clark in the game, but Jack Clark can't guard everybody who might handle the ball. You know, you're going to have, you're a little bit undersized at guard, you're going to have a little bit of an undersized guy, probably because of quickness reasons, guarding a guy like Horn, and if you look at what happened the last play, he makes a tough shot. That's a like a floater in the lane with a defender trailing behind him and help coming in front of him. That's not an easy shot for a guy. It's not like he made a wide open standing jump shot, a shot that he's made all his life. I don't yeah. your thoughts on I mean, I I don't wanna I don't wanna boil it down too much, but uh what I, I, I don't know. Any uh, any disagreement on that from you in terms of maybe maybe some defensive issues that Clemson's been having? I don't know. We'll we'll talk about that in, in just a, a second. Let's go to John, who's up with us next on the phone. We got a we got a caller in here. We'll squeeze him in. Six five four roar 
is the number. What's up, John? Hey, guys. Happy President's Day to you. I hope you guys are doing well. Love yes, sir. Thank hey, you, sir. Um, two, two, um, two thoughts here. Want to get your want to get your comments on it. First of all, you know, love love Chase Hunter, his progression, what he's done over the last few years, just steadily improved, and and I think he has capabilities of, at the next level. But my, my my question to you guys, first question is, I, I think I think distributing the ball is is maybe a, a, a difficulty for him. Do you think we're lacking that ball distribution, especially late game situations? Not not just counting this this past game, but I I, I just feel maybe 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 you guys can weigh weigh, on, weigh in on that. Is that a fair assessment? And the second question is where where do you think where do you think um, what do you think we got to do for the next few games to solidify not just where we are in the tournament, but ACC tournament, but uh, our NCAA hopes? Like, what, what do we? What do you think we got to do? You know, three, three out of the next uh, few, or or what? And I'll take my take it off the air, guys. Thank you. Thanks very much, John. Appreciate the phone call. I do think. I mean, people are pointing out. I think rightfully so that Ian Shefflin was open at the. Which I mean, it is. It is really hard. Like. They're, they're people. It's really, really difficult to look at Chase Hunter after he was, and I, I don't know what happened internally. I'm sure they probably said he should have taken the ball. I'm sure they probably said, I, I know Jack can can make the three. We're talking about the Virginia game now. I know Jack can make the three, but you probably should still take the ball because that was the design of the play. Take the ball, try to get fouled, try to do whatever. We, we trust you with the ball in your hands, all that stuff. And then the next time you have the next chance you have where he actually does have a head of steam, the defense is sort of in retreat. Now people are going, well, you gotta you gotta pass it off there. You know, like there's not that much time to react. And Chase Hunter is very good going downhill at either making a shot, finishing around the rim, or drawing a foul. To me, the the right play, the quote unquote right play there might have been to drop the ball off to Ian. Because I think Ian's either going to make the shot or get fouled or maybe both. Because NC State was was assuming that Hunter was going to go to the rim and try to yam it or try to finish. And their entire defense was sort of standing and staring and watching and waiting for that to happen. However, I don't... I Well, I don't want to... I want to I be careful how I say this. The, the last time that Ian got a pass down on the block, it was uh, PJ with about a minute left tried to pass it to Ian across the lane, and he kind of fumbled the ball, and I don't think they got a shot in the rim, that possession. I think it was a turnover, or maybe it was a rushed shot that was rebounded. They didn't score that possession. Um, so maybe that was in the back of Chase's mind. I don't know. I don't have an issue with what they did late in the game. I, there, you know, Texture earlier said, um, I thought they would come across half court and call timeout. To me, that that's what you might have done in the Virginia game if it was anybody but Virginia. Mm-hmm. That you do, you don't mind them setting their defense. When when they inbounded the ball, I I'm sitting in the corner of the the of like right there at the baseline that they're driving toward, and I'm going. Chase has the advantage. Immediately you go. Chase has the advantage. He's going to be able to get all the way to the rim. And I actually was saying, don't call timeout. Like, under my breath, I'm going, don't call timeout because Chase has the floor. He has the whole advantage. He can get as deep as he wants there. You know what's going to happen if you call timeout? Chase is not going to have the floor. 
He's not going to have the advantage that he had where he can just get the ball wherever. And if you notice, he misses the shot. If they can get an offensive rebound, which Ian's right there, if the if the ball comes off the rim in a in a different way, like I think Jack Clark tried to stuff the ball and it kind of bounced way out or mm-hmm. something. If the ball bounces differently off the rim, you also have a cleanup crew in there that could put it back and win the game for you that way. Oh, you had I mean you you had every opportunity for that ball to go in. It it just didn't. And you know, I don't I don't know what you do about that. Uh a couple of texts are talking about about uh Gerard. Yeah. Joseph played point more than I remember him playing point this year. And and I thought he had a I thought he had a great game. He had a ton of energy. At the same time, he had two horrible turnovers at the end of the game. And so you gotta you gotta figure out when you're gonna get good <laughs> good point guard Joe and bad point guard Joe. Uh you know you know what I mean? Because I mean he did so much good in the game, but he had he had two bad turnovers. I mean just bad turnovers at the end and they really cost you that's one thing you know horn got going at that that's that's something i want to point out like clemson did a good job on dj horn for the third quarter of the game i think he made his first basket at like the 950 mark or something like that in the or maybe the 10 10 it was right around 10 minutes into the second half that dj horn scored his first points of the second half but one of the things that happened in the second half, NC State turned the ball over five times before Clemson turned it over once. And this goes to your point, Ben. Clemson turned it over five times in the final 626, including uh, two by Gerard, um, and one right there uh, six seconds after Gerard's turnover off the missed free throw when P.J. technically gets the turnover after the, the tie-up, the hell ball. So... Technically, on the stat sheet, Clemson turned it over twice in the final 31 seconds and three times in the last minute, 37. And in that time, uh, in that span of time, in the final eight minutes of the game, NC State turned it over once. They were ending possessions with field goals or free throws. And we said that about Clemson's game with Miami. You don't have to shoot a great percentage if you're never turning it over. Because the other team is going to turn it over, they're not going to shoot as many times, and they're not going to score as many points. I thought NC State taking care of the ball, and some of it is give it to Horn and get out of the way, so he's just there's not a lot of passing going on late in the clock. But I, I did think that was a factor in the game, that Clemson, a couple possessions that Clemson should have gotten shots that they were sort of careless with the ball there in that four to six minutes left uh, right. range of the game. Right. Uh, Texture says, is it coaching that allows us to continue jacking threes when we need to go inside? Yes and no. Uh, you know, there's not any staff in America who red lights and green lights every shot. You know, and Clemson took some bad threes. I mean, Ill, I should say ill-advised threes. Uh, early in the shot clock and things like that, you took some ill-advised threes. At the same time, when P.J. tried to go inside early in the game, he got stuffed. I mean, NC State collapsed the lane. It was not there, and you were against bigger guys inside, mainly with Burns. I mean, he could. You can't. You can't back that guy down. So, I mean, I, I'm I'm with the crowd that says play more inside, post up, but you also have to balance that with, with a little bit of situational basketball 
and what is and is not working. Let's fair? take it. Yeah, I think that's fair. I want to talk about that more on the other side because I didn't think Clemson had a bad mix in the game. But I did think there were a couple possessions where maybe they could have made a different choice. We'll go back to the phones and read some more text. Hour 2 continues right after this. eBay Motors is here for the ride. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. With eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus, at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Breathe easier with Zero Res Air Duct Cleaning. It's the only company I trust to get my home insanely clean. Right now, mention me, Mickey Plower, and The Roar, and you'll get $50 off your next air duct cleaning. Use promo code AIR50 when scheduling online at zeroresgreenville.com. Looking for a job with a company that's focused on family? Glenn Raven's Anderson Plant, maker of high-quality Sunbrella products, is hiring now. As a family-run company offering competitive hourly rates to help you support your family, you'll enjoy premium benefits, including a pension program and much more. You'll qualify for a $1,500 sign-on bonus, and once you're hired, if you refer someone who gets hired, you'll get a $2,000 referral bonus, too. If you're experienced or willing to be trained, apply today at join.sumbrella.com. If that home improvement project has been on your honey-do list for months now with no start date in sight, it's time to call Adams & Co. Not only are they roofing specialists, they're also skilled general contractors offering interior and exterior remodeling services. Bathroom, kitchen remodels, gutters, siding, painting, flooring, cabinets, and carpentry. Call Adams & Co. today for all your home improvement needs. 864-260-0080. Adams & Co. 260-0080. If you are dealing with the complexities of selling an inherited property or navigating a property in probate, Samuel Property Group is here to help. Hi, this is Brady Brannon, owner of Samuel Property Group, your trusted partner in real estate solutions. Whether it's navigating probate laws or needing a quick real estate sale without the MLS, Samuel Property Group can get you a quick cash offer in as little as 10 days. Visit SamuelPropertyGroup.com today to turn your property challenges into great opportunities. 2024 is the year to get your finances on track. With Founders Federal Credit Union, you can manage your debt like a pro. Consolidate high-interest debt with a personal loan from Founders. Debt consolidation offers several advantages like simplified payments, lower interest rates, fixed interest rates, and extended payment terms. It may even improve your credit score or help you avoid default. So simplify and possibly reduce your payments by consolidating your debt. At Founders, we have personal loans to fit your needs, whether you need a lot or a little. Plus, our loan officers will work with you on your payment terms and help you find a solution that fits your budget. So stop by one of our 40 convenient office locations or visit foundersfcu.com slash personal loans to apply for a personal loan today. That's foundersfcu.com slash personal loans to manage your debt like a pro. Relax. You're with Founders. Membership qualification required. Terms and conditions apply eBay Motors is here for the ride. Go ahead, feel your engine. Admire that perfectly installed exhaust. Your vehicle's moving along this freeway like it was made from fresh installs and a whole lot of love. With eBay Motors, you get over 122 million parts to keep it running. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, they'll be the perfect fit every time. Plus at these prices, well, we're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive 
at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Your flagship station for Clemson men's basketball. 105.5 and 97.5. We are the Roar, where every day is game day. All right, hour two continues out of bounds. William Clarkman's Ben Milstead. I um, I felt like there was, and I didn't know if there would be. We got in a couple texts about Ben Middlebrooks here. There was a little extra juice. I think a little anti-Ben sentiment in the crowd. It wasn't like major, but there was a little anti-Middlebrooks sentiment, and there was a lot of chit-chat between 24 on Clemson's side and Middlebrooks that I thought was very interesting from court level. I enjoyed it. I thought it was spicy. There, yes, yes, yes it was. He was he was called for a foul where he puts both hands in the back and shoves, gets called for the foul, and then he turns around like in amazement. Like, I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You did everything but pull a shank out of your sock. <laughs> <laughs> I like Ben. I, I mean, I, I wish he'd have stayed. And I would say Middlebrooks is the kind of kid that you you love him if he plays for you, and you hate him if he plays for somebody else. You know, I I, I will say this though. He'd be getting. He would be used more effectively if he would have stayed at Clemson. Oh yeah. Except for fouling. He would have a better stat line if he would have stayed at Clemson. He's allowed to foul at NC State in a way that he was not allowed to foul at uh, <laughs> at Clemson. Do you know his fouls called per 40 minutes is slightly down? That's hard to tell. How, how many... All right, we're going to go to the phones here in a second. How many fouls do you think Ben Middlebrooks is called for per 40 minutes? Per, uh, 4.2. <laughs> 7.2 fouls per 40. It is his career low. Oh, wow. <laughs> his career low. I don't understand 7. how that works. I don't understand how that works then. Well, uh, That he, doesn't seem possible. He's only played. So, like, on Saturday, he played 21 minutes at three fouls. That's like, what is that? Oh, That's okay. like six I, fouls per 40. I'm thinking of it more in terms of an average. Of per reporting. game. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's right. Um, let's go to Jamie, who's up with us next on the phone. 654-ROAR is the number. What's up, Jamie? Good afternoon, y'all. I want to talk about just the whole weekend. And first of all, I just want to say how proud I am of this baseball team for facing the adversity they did. But particularly, I am proud of Billy Barlow. I am just so proud of that kid. I mean, I was saying under my breath, why would Coach Backy start him? Because it was coming off an injury and it was a little cool, and I thought, you know, he might need a little more time. But and he came out and he had kind of a shaky first inning, and he, he weathered the storm, and, and, man, he just gutted it out. And I'm just so proud of him and this team. Well, and I'll say this about Barlow. The thing about, the thing about him that makes him a candidate on Fridays is how he wants to pitch every day. Um, the great right. the, look. The great story I've got is he down in Columbia last year. He was well less than a hundred percent. Caden Grice had gotten ejected, right. and so he was unavailable for that Sunday game. Barlow got the start, and I asked Eric Backich why, and he legitimately said, and he said this publicly too. So I'm not speaking out of turn when I say this. He said because he texted me and said he wanted the ball. 
Billy Barlow right. wants right. the ball. And and when you're when you've got a bunch of guys who are starting caliber, you want to throw a guy out on Friday that's not going to be phased by a Friday night. And I I think that's Billy I, Barlow. I understand. I was just I was just saying well he's coming off an injury, but now this basketball team, I I can't apologize. I know that uh, that Chase Hunter and all is going through a lot in his his personal life. And, you know, I respect him, and I'll tell you what, I, something I saw about Brad Brownell, and I've been the biggest critic, the critic of Brad Brownell, but he works his rear end off. He coaches his heart out, okay? I will tell you that, and, and I just feel so bad for these, for these guys because they played hard, but now I can't feel good about blowing a 12-point lead, and I will tell you this, I don't think Brad Brownell would want me to feel good about that. No, you shouldn't you feel know? good about and that. I, and it's just... You've been there. You, you lose these one possession games, but this game never should have got the one possession game. You know, I mean, and so I'm just. I'll tell you this: we are okay now. That loss did not hurt us that bad. But what scares me is what's to come. I mean, if we go three and three and say get bounced in the first round of the ACC tournament, it's going to be an uncomfortable selection Sunday. I don't think so. I don't think so. You don't. You don't. You don't. You don't. No. I mean. No, I, I think I think Clemson's got enough. I mean, they're right now. Lenardi has them a five seed. Now, I don't know if they're a five seed or not. I mean, I I think that's a little rich for my blood. Like, if you're telling me Clemson's a top twenty team in the country, I I probably wouldn't go that far based on what I've seen lately. But that tells you what kind of resume they have. I think if you go three and three and get bounced in the first round of the ACC tournament, you're like an eight seed, and you're not. I don't. Okay. I would not. I would not advise Clemson fans to sweat if that's if that's what happens. Okay, let's take it one step further. They go two and four and get bounced. What happens? Well, I mean, it would depend on what games you lose. Um, I mean, they, right. they do have some quad threes remaining, but they also have. And I'm I'm trying to make sure I get this. Uh, I'm trying to make sure I get it right. What games in what quadrant here? I picked the wrong website too, so I'm having to do a little bit of guesswork. Uh, you've got from a tournament standpoint, you got at Georgia Tech, which is a uh, that's like a borderline quad two three. That's probably going to be in a quad two game. Florida State's a quad three at home. You got to win that one. Pittsburgh's a quad two. Uh, at Notre Dame is a quad three right now. Syracuse is a quad three at home. You've already beaten them, so I'm not worried about that game. And then at Wake Forest is a quad one. So it depends on where that comes from. My point is, you don't have any quad fours left. You don't have any atrocious losses left. Um, and you don't. You've got one bad. You got four quad one wins and one bad loss the whole year. So you, you've got some margin for error here before you start. I just don't think you're going to have to sweat, because I don't think this team's going one and five. Like I've, I've I've been shocked before, but I like I don't think this team is just going to go belly up. That when you lose a bunch of I, one I point hope, games, you're you're going to win some by ten or twelve against this caliber I of opponent. Hope not. I hope not. I just I mean I just I tell you these are kids and it just kind of scares me about. But now let me be the let me say this too. There's no way I could do what these kids do. There's no you put me in an empty gym. And put me right under the basket, and I probably miss it 90 times out of 100, okay? If I'm lucky, more like 99 times out of 100. So I'm in no way dishing on Chase or any of them. And yeah, he probably should have dished it off there, but you know what? You've got, uh, you've got just a second to, to react. So, you know what? You know, I just hate it. I hate it for the kids. I know Brad Brownell has coached his heart out, and I know the kids have played hard, but let's pick it up. We're still in good shape. We can get this. Yeah, man. You know, just don't let it. Just don't let it fall apart on you. Yeah, I, I agree, Jamie. I appreciate the phone call. Thanks very much. Uh, maybe this is just my pet peeve, but I, I'm gonna say it again. 
listen, everything everything that anybody said today to me is has been fair, and and it is fair to point out that you you blew a ten point lead, you blew a twelve point lead. I'm going to continue to say this. I, I don't understand why we continue to point to that as such a horrible thing. And I'm like, I heard a call earlier on press box and I'm thinking to myself, would you rather it just be a two point game start to finish? So nobody blows a lead because NC state blew a 10 point lead, you know, and Clemson blew, blew a 12 point lead. That is, not a big deal in basketball anymore you would you do you wish it would happen no it's it's like giving up we, we're never going to come in here on a on a monday and say i can't believe clemson blew a a field goal lead in that football game like a field that's kind of what a that's kind of what a 12 point lead is it's a field goal in football right and it's a it's a football mentality when you continually refer to that in case in point, look at the end of the first half. NC State has every, all the momentum, all the momentum. They have a 10-point lead. They're about to go in the locker room with a 10- to 12-point lead, and Clemson couldn't have played dead in a cowboy movie. <laughs> and they, and then, then Clemson hits back-to-back threes, and in a 45-second window, it's a four-point game and not a 10-point game. That's how and, – and you've got all the momentum going in the locker room. And then you carried that into the second half. That's how fast it can happen. And and when we continually say, well, they blew a 12-point lead, would you rather them just play a two-point game the whole time? I mean, does that make you feel better? <laughs> because the, it doesn't. I mean, there's ebbs and flows in every foot, in every basketball game. And, like, I don't know. We, just, we don't give them credit for getting the big lead. We don't give them credit for getting – for growing a 12 point lead i mean you had what a 22 point turnaround at one point in the yes. game i mean you had a 22 point swing that's like, we don't give them credit for that but i'm just encouraging people there's a lot of things about that game you can be upset about i mean all that that's fine don't get so hung up on on how big a lead you had or you lost that's all i'm saying because you, you don't realize how insignificant that is right now in the world of basketball. It just isn't. I do think there is a, there's, a la- there's context that needs to be applied to this. I mean, think about this. And this is, this is a different deal, but this is the randomness of basketball. I had this conversation with somebody after the game on, in the arena on Saturday night. And I said, you know, we, we were talking about giving examples back and forth. Like, this is what happens in basketball. All the things that people are mad about. That people, you can very easily convince yourself that this is a Clemson problem when in real in reality, this is literally basketball. Can I tell you what happened on Saturday? Auburn has won every single home game by double digits this year. Kentucky has given up 90 points every single game. Like for three weeks, they've given up 90 every game. Auburn shoots 30%, scores 50 points, and gets blown out by Kentucky, who was firing their staff 12 hours before the game yeah. started because that's college basketball. But there's extenuating circumstances in that one. That's your fault. I mean, you took <laughs> <laughs> the clock factor kicked I in did. there. That's I your did fault. Say Nobody that. factored that in. <laughs> I mean, so what? But you're right. What I'm saying is, yes, you could be like if you're an Auburn fan, you could be you could be pissed today. 
that you lost by because nobody wants to beat Kentucky worse than Bruce Pearl, and nobody wants to beat Kentucky worse than every other fan base in the SEC. But it doesn't mean you were you're lousy or you struggle with this or you're not doing that or whatever. It happens sometimes. Like sometimes yep. the opponent's really good, and sometimes you suck, and sometimes they both happen at the same time. Yeah, listen, I. I'm as ticked as anybody today that Clemson lost. You've got to find a way to win those games. I said that. I'm frustrated that they didn't win. I am. But I'm not. I'm frustrated with what the final score was. I could care less if you were down by 10 or up by 10 at some point in the game. That, that, like, I don't, I don't feel better or worse about the loss based on that because that is what basketball games do every game. Every game is like that. Um, you know, I'm also frustrated Quark, that I can't put my finger on exactly why Clemson lost this game. I'm with you. I, I, I you know, like I, in a strange way, I would almost feel better if there was that one thing you could say. You've got to improve there. I just don't have it with this game, and that's frustrating. Um, other than just just having that one. You don't have that one go-to guy, go-to play when you've got to have a basket in six po- in six seconds. You got to bring it. You, you just don't feel very confident in that situation. And as I said, you've lost four. Your last four losses have all been similar to what you saw Saturday, and that is so frustrating because you would think you could figure out a way to get two of those. Like the the basketball world would balance out where. You could at least get two of those, and you haven't. And I don't know what the answer is there. You might get the next four. You might because the basketball right. world balances out. You might do then that. again. <laughs> you might not because basketball basketball's weird. Um, I said spicy earlier at the beginning of the segment, and I'll tell you my my head went to spicy chicken nuggets. Um, because that's where my brain is right now, and I've got lunch in besides a healthy lunch. It's a good lunch. But it is not spicy chicken nuggets from Wendy's. And I had a bit of buyer's remorse. Don't make my mistake. Get some spicy chicken nuggets from Wendy's today. They've got a great special in the app where you can get an order of chicken nuggets free. Uh, Take advantage of that, folks. In the Wendy's app at participating Wendy's here locally. uh, You will thank me later. That's a great, great choice for lunch. Hour three, you got a couple texts I want to get to right after this. WCCP-FM 105.5, Clemson, Greenville-Anderson, WAHT-AM 1560, Cowpens, 97.5, Spartanburg. We are the Roar. So you're looking for financing on your next vehicle. AutoWorks in Greer has you covered with easy in-house financing and super-fast approvals. Low-down payments make life simple. And there's no need to drive all the way to the dealership. We can give you an answer in as little as 10 minutes. Just fill out our Fast app online at AutoWorksSC.com. With almost 80 vehicles to choose from, including trucks and three-row SUVs, finding your vehicle just got easier. Kick off 2024 in style by visiting AutoWorksSC.com. That's AutoWorksSC.com. 2008 was an incredible year for me and my family. Not only was it the year that I became head coach at Clemson, but it was also the year that I found the only dealership I need for sales and service. Toyota of Easley is my kind of place. If you are considering the purchase of a new or used vehicle or need your current vehicle serviced or repaired, then I encourage you to go see the winning team at Toyota of Easley. Be sure and tell them Dabo sent you. It's time to party with Buff City Soap. Book your next birthday party, corporate event, or girls' night out at Buff City Soap to make memories with your friends, coworkers, and family. 
To book your event, visit BuffCitySoap.com and click Book Your Party. It's that easy. Whether you choose custom mini bath bombs or soap, you'll be the party hero with this truly unforgettable soap-making experience. Shop Buff City Soap, Arrow Village Shopping Center in Clemson, and the shops at Green Ridge in Greenville. Book your party to remember with Buff City Soap. Attention golf cart fans, Salty Fries has expanded to Greenville, bringing us the number one number golf cart, the Icon EV, voted by thousands to be the number one overall best golf cart brand and the best street legal golf cart in 2023. Come experience the difference. Best yet, Salty Fries golf carts of Greenville can customize the Clemson-themed golf cart of your dreams. Save up to $2,000 during the end of the model year closeout sale. Salty Fries on Highway 183 in Piedmont and at Salty Fries, F-R-Y-E-S dot com. Are you approaching retirement? Are you concerned about your 401k? How would you like to add 15 to 40% into your retirement account immediately? Folks, let me show you how to create an inflation-friendly, increasing income, guarantee income that you and your spouse will not outlive. All you have to do is give us a call at 1-800-440-0434 or go to mymoneyissafe.com, or you can call at 864-989-0176. Make 2024 the year you prioritize your health by scheduling preventative health screenings like a colorectal cancer screening. Detecting potential issues early can be the key to a longer, healthier life. Your future self will thank you. With five convenient office locations in Clemson, Greenville, Simpsonville, and Spartanburg, it's easier than ever to take charge of your health with Gastroenterology Associates. Visit gastroassociates.com to schedule your screening colonoscopy. Do you have sagging, softer, bouncy floors in your home? Well, this could be a sign of rotten wood caused by moisture in your crawl space. Damaged wood in your crawl space can affect your home's foundation, and that can affect your home's value and nobody wants that. Say goodbye to sagging floors and hello to a stable foundation. Contact Canty today for your free inspection at 864-641-0176 or visit cantyconfixit.com. Criminal charges are serious with life-changing consequences for you and your family. Let us help you navigate this process. Let us be your advocate at Ryan Beasley Law. I'm Ryan Beasley. Our law firm works in courtrooms across the state at all levels, municipal, state, and federal. We also work with students who face conduct issues at their colleges and universities. We work with our clients throughout this process from pre-arrest investigations to intervention programs as well as criminal trials. With over 20 years assisting clients, our firm has grown to include former state and federal prosecutors. Let us put this experience to work for you. If you are facing an investigation or criminal prosecution, please do not hesitate to contact us. Let us seek the best resolution for you. I'm Ryan Beasley, and I look forward to the opportunity to work with you. Ryan Beasley Law. Find them online at ryanbeasleylaw.com or call 864-679-7777. Ryan Beasley Law. Man, you won't believe the phone call I just got. This guy told me that The Roar is the best sports talk station in the upstate. We are The Roar, where every day is game day. 